There is a word, and the scripture will be taken from Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 13 and 14. And for this particular message, I've elected to use the King James Version. Um, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to take a look at the preacher. Preacher, pastor. In Romans 10, the apostle traces the plan of salvation back to the preaching of the gospel. You hear him saying, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then Paul begins by saying, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? The preacher, Paul is saying, is God's man of the hour for the spreading of the gospel to this sin-sick world. We cannot overlook the fact that all men, all men, regardless of the capacity in which they serve our humanity, are not only valuable, but they are indispensable. We need the grocery man, amen? We need the grocery man. We need the butcher. We need the shoemaker, the laundry man, the fruit dealer. We need the doctors and we need the pharmacists. We need the garbage man who collects our garbage. We need the farmer who grows our corn and the policeman who keeps law and order. We need the mayor, we need the city council, we need the commissioners, we need the fire department and the fire chief, but the most valuable man in town is the preacher. These other men deal in temporal matters, matters of carnality, the perishing things of life, but the preacher deals with the spiritual and the eternal. His service cannot be excelled or superseded by any other man because it's the preacher who holds the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It's the preacher who unlocks the door to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Let's look at the importance tied to those keys. Keys are used to open and close locks that protect valuable possessions. And anyone who is responsible for guarding the keys to another's valuables must be trustworthy and honest. Whenever you are entrusted with keys, you are also entrusted with everything under lock and key. When a man gives another his door keys, he is giving him his house. When he gives him his car keys, he's giving him his car. 
While you're in the possession of the keys, you are solely responsible for what is under lock and key. The value of the preacher man is determined by weighing the spiritual against the material things of life. The man who feeds the soul is far more important than the man who feeds the body. The fireman who rescues the body from a burning building is not as valuable as the preacher who snatches the soul from eternal fire. All eyes are on the preacher. We all look in and scrutinize the preacher. His work comes under more scrutiny than any other man or woman on earth. If he comes up to the pulpit and he's hooping and hollering and jumping around, then you say he's showing off. If he doesn't, then you say he can't preach. If he uses a manuscript, some will say he's not called. If he doesn't, others will say he's illiterate. If he preaches long sermons, then he's accused of being long-winded. If he doesn't, and then he's too lazy to preach. If he preaches the truth, then he's meddling. If he doesn't, he's just a bread-and-butter preacher. If he's friendly, then he's a flirt. If he's not friendly, then he'll say, they'll say he's big-headed. If he tries to rebuild the sanctuary and, 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 and uh, the, the folks will say, he's putting us in debt. If he doesn't, then they'll say he lacks leadership and doesn't have vision. If he asks for more money, he's charged with worldliness and greed. If he doesn't, then he's condemned for not providing for his family. If he praises some members, others will blow up. If he doesn't, then he's not motivating the congregation. It seems that the preacher is damned if you do, and you're damned if you what, if he doesn't. The preacher has the most difficult job in the world. Preaching is never easy. It takes a lot of study time and effort a lot of preparation and prayer to be a preacher. Preaching is the hardest job ever assigned to mortal man. The preacher is, is charged to deliver the gospel to all men. The man with the doctorate and the man wearing the blue collar. The lawyer and the factory worker, the farm owner as well as the farm hand. He must preach to the illiterate and the university graduate. He must preach to the man who works in the office and the man who works in the shop. He must preach to, to the one who lives in the high rise as well as the homeless and the impoverished. He has to preach to the honest businessman as well as the pickpocket. He's called to preach to a refined lady, but just like Jesus, has, he has to be able to preach to a prostitute. He has to be able to, 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 he has to, be able to preach and keep inspired the lifelong Christian 
but he also has to reach out to the no-account street hustler. He has to preach to the old man who's nearing the end and is walking with a cane and the old young boy who's just starting out. He has to preach to the discouraged and the ones who are inspired, the burdened and the blessed. The preacher must preach a gospel that reaches every man, woman, and child if he is to succeed as a minister. The preacher is not evaluated by the temporal things of life. His success is measured by the salvation and growth of the human soul. The great aim of the gospel preacher is the perfecting of the soul. Paul said, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Our pastor is a unifier. He brings men and women together in the common bond of faith. And it's a difficult task. And in far too many instances, it's the poorest paying job in the community. The professional ball player makes more money in one year than the preacher makes in a lifetime. So why does our pastor preach? An actor makes more money in one one movie than a preacher makes in a lifetime. So why does our pastor preach? A doctor makes more money on one surgery than the preacher makes in one year. So why does our pastor preach? A lawyer makes more money on one good case than a preacher makes in five years. So why, I ask you, why does our pastor preach? I'm glad you asked. He preaches because necessity is laid upon him. Woe unto him if he preaches not the gospel. And we are not satisfied with our pay. You know what we do? Or our benefits, we demonstrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We march. We say no contract, no work. And if we don't get the contract we want, we go on strike. He can't go on strike. The apostle, the the, 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 uh, prophet Jeremiah tried that, and he couldn't do it. They call him the weeping prophet, but he kept on preaching. He said, it's like fire that's burning up in my bones. He, He just could not stop preaching. The prophet Jonah tried it. He tried to go on strike. And, and God forced him into an all-night prayer meeting in the belly of a fish. And when he got spewed out onto the shore, he got spewed out onto the shores of obedience. He can't strike. Other professions may offer a better livelihood and the promise of more material riches. 
And that's why the pull pastor of the world often calls the best of God's men away from the gospel train. But thank God that all men don't run from their responsibilities as heirs to the throne of grace. Thank God for our pastor preacher, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Ray Youngblood, who accepts the necessity laid upon him to preach and teach the gospel like no one else. The pain may not be attractive, pastor, but the benefits are out of this world. Never underestimate the value of our pastor. He knows how to get you up when you're down. He knows how to keep you going when you feel like quitting. He knows how to build you up when others have torn you apart. He knows how to put you back together when Satan has tried to pull you down. He knows how to direct you towards the straight and narrow when the world is uh, pointing towards the crooked, the pastor. If you would cause our pastor to celebrate today, intercede on his behalf. Pray for him. Charles Spurgeon once said, miserable men are we if we miss the aid of your prayer." But happy are we if we live in your supplication. This anniversary is really the celebration of a marriage between God's under-shepherd and his flock. A living and breathing symbol of the marriage between Christ and his church. What we make of this relationship is largely determined by our level of commitment to Christ himself. Our close relationship to the pastor is evidence of our close relationship to the master. You may not look to him for spiritual blessings, for all blessings come from above. Yet how many times has God granted those blessings through the man of God who has spiritually fed the saints of God? explained in the awesome way that our pastor does the truths of God and reveal to us the divine will of God. Those who have been blessed by this man of God know that his preaching is the outflowing of God's spirit. His preached word is a sacred and a divine anointing a holy privilege, a special opportunity that rescues the perishing and revives the spiritually dead. Our pastor serves a risen Savior. What a privilege to be chosen to proclaim the sacred word of a holy God, Pastor. To be selected to handle the divine truth that set men free, to be appointed to reveal the precious promises that give hope and joy, to be called to break the spiritual bread which gives life and strength to the soul, to be ordained to preach and to preach without reservation, 
and to lead this congregation as, as you have for these 16 years in the holy presence of the almighty God. Thank you, Pastor. What a privilege it is for me. What a privilege for this humble preacher to say to you on this your anniversary and birthday, what a joy and privilege it is for me to be a part of this pulpit staff at Mount Pisgah. God bless you, Pastor. Keep you.